And away we go. Hello, everybody. It's Thursday. We're doing this on Thursday because Jeff is about to go on a nice, big, long vacation. Well, a weekend. (laughs) Yes, camping with the kids. (laughs) So, uh, all packed? Uh, No, I mean, yeah, we're mostly, I mean, mostly camping gear is already packed. Car needs to be loaded up. We'll do that when I get home from work tomorrow. And then probably leave work early, head out there. It's not, it's take about an hour and a half to get there, I guess. Mm. Two hours. Heather was wrong. I looked, uh, Helltown's about 40 minutes away. So it's oh, not. Oh, gentleman's only 45. It seems like. I have to double check that. That yeah. doesn't seem right to me. But um, yeah, it's like Brew Gentleman's closer to there than here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Braddock's like in this wormhole of far awayness. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're going, we'll be coming back Monday night, Monday afternoon, and, um, it should be a nice little getaway. Cool. We're drinking the Heaven or Hellas from Sam Adams here in the pre-show. Because they send us so many beers, we can't hope to get through them all in the main show. <laughs> I, I have a question for you. Yes. Uh, so... I don't. I'm not prepared to do another like science lesson. Okay. Uh, this week. But I I tried to re uh, retitle the uh, the stories a little bit to make them to make them seem a little bit more exciting. Okay. So let's see if uh, we'll go through through these. So we already did um, the ultraviolet uh, catastrophe and and Planck mm-hmm. uh, and uh, black body radiation. Okay. So next comes the photoelectric effect. Einstein and the first quanta. Okay. Okay. Uh, after that, the great equation, I'm calling it. Uh, Schrodinger, Bohr, and the beginnings of quantum mechanics. Okay. Then next, symmetry, spin, and antimatter. Dirac and the second quantization. All right. Sound interesting so far? Uh, then electricity explained, reality torn asunder. Fermi Feynman and quantum electrodynamics. It's actually a good, important one, but you, you said it sounded boring, so I was like, "Are you trying to punch up the title?" Basically, <laughs> uh, then uh, the bomb, the bigger bomb, and the particle zoo, fission, fusion, and confusion. Okay, interesting stage. Uh, the cage for the zoo, Murray Gell-Mann, the Eightfold Way, and quantum chromodynamics. Then our superconductive universe, Cooper, Higgs, GWS, and electroweak unification. The answers lie in blackness, Hawking, Penrose, Susskind, black holes, and quantum gravity. And finally, the myths of the present, string theory, loop quantum gravity, the metastable vacuum, and the dark forces that dominate the universe. I think we should launch a new podcast series. Uh, they also added some other topics in there. Uh, the condensation of matter and energy, uh, Bose, Einstein, and lasers. Uh, they're not. They're just not into you. Wolfgang Pauli, exclusion, and the neutrino. And uh, they just can't sit still. De Broglie, Heisenberg, uncertainty and indeterminacy. Yeah, we should definitely start a podcast. <laughs> at least I hope. I, at least <laughs> now they sound more interesting, right? Well, it sounds like a whole syllabus right yeah. now. <laughs> I haven't, you know, I, I've just thought about the subject I can talk about mm-hmm. and the interesting stuff behind it because uh, 
some of you know a lot of this doesn't necessarily you know i i could do graph and stuff and, and show you like i did with the with the black body spectrum and I sort of get into some of the subjects but i don't need to really explain every little detail and i can sort of give you the history and and all the interesting stuff that happened along the way cool cool good i'm glad all right so i'll, <laughs> I'll prepare i'll prepare sure. the photoelectric effect right and sounds possibly good. the great equation sounds good going on man uh it's been a this week started out really crazy uh with i just had like a ton of stuff on my plate uh so much that they had to sort of move some stuff around and give some stuff to other people because just like i got thrown a whole bunch of stuff and i'm kind of the go-to guy whenever there's a um whenever there's an emergency one mm-hmm. so they uh so it was <laughs> For a while, I was like, oh, my God, this week is going to suck. And then uh, sort of around uh, the end of yesterday, I kind of broke through. And uh, even though I really worked on one thing, well, I worked on like five things today, but worked on one thing for most of the day, uh, it was nice to really, I really started to get ahead. So I, I'm feeling good today. I feel like I accomplished stuff. Good for you. Yes, and I got home and I took a nap. I wish I could spend the whole day working on one thing. About a 45-minute nap before I came up here, too. Oh, it's so nice. Very cool. So, you know I've been playing soccer at work. Mm-hmm. You know, at lunch, yes, I saw the picture. Like oh, yeah, you probably did see the one then. So, Tuesday nights here in Cranberry, there's this adult pickup league. So, I went to do that Tuesday night after playing. Mm-hmm. Tuesday afternoon oh, at lunch. Geez. Tuesday at lunch. Um it was like 12 on 12 on a full-size soccer pitch. It was... Um, Play a baseball game. <laughs> you had enough people. Well, that was... Well, full-size soccer is normally 11 on 11. Mm-hmm. Um, man, that's a lot of... The field, the first time I ever played on a full-size field. So people that, you know, played soccer, you know, in high school or whatnot, they're used to this. But, like, man, those are some long sprints you got to make. Um Especially when guys like you know crashing down the sidelines and you know I'm trying to stick with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought like you know I thought we were like at the at the back the goal line and it turns out there's another 15 yards behind me. <laughs> it's like holy crap, this field's big, but it was fun. I'm gonna do it again, but man, I knew I knew I had worn myself out. I could I I walked I quit a little bit early probably only about 30 seconds early i didn't know they were almost done i'm like i can't play anymore if i have to if i do one more sprint i might like strain my hamstring or something like that so i i I kind of and then you should have taken a dive (laughs) on the way home like i'm like my groin was feeling tired and i'm like oh i'm gonna be sore tomorrow (laughs) iced everything down when i went to bed but you know it was fun played again today i wasn't but today i was in a funk i wasn't in the right place for anything it felt like the ball was always bouncing the wrong way today Mm. uh but it's a fun way to f- fool me into exercising, playing soccer. So yeah, that, that's a good thing because yeah, you do need to be fooled. <laughs> After a while, your brain will rebel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So soccer is definitely a fun way to fool you into exercising. Uh, you, you took you took a picture. You said that's me on the second from the left with no legs. And I was gonna reply back saying, "What happened to your legs?" But, Actually, uh, I think there, I thought it was so. When I first saw the picture, I thought it was a panoramic where the panorama mm-hmm. dropped my legs. If you look close enough, I think my legs are there. They just blend yeah, they, in. they look like they just yeah. You can see little yeah. little. I when I first thought, I thought oh, it was a panorama where it ate my legs. 
but it didn't. They're actually there. Who's Sudsy Magsy? Because she's she's uh, uh, we've known her or I've known her for most of the ten years, eleven years we've been doing this show. Um, she used to listen. Met her out the GBF. You know, um, she lives in Seattle. Uh, the only she, reason I, I mention is because you replied to her a couple of times, but she's protected, so I can't even. I can't see what you oh, replied. To. Oh, okay. It was about geocaching stuff. Mm. And I saw this thing about Open Street Maps. That that morning, I was like, "What?" And I looked, and Open Street Maps was still fine. So I was like, "What is?" Well, no, no, it's yeah. I, I so saw Open Street Maps is mm-hmm. still there. I've been contributing to Open Street Maps for hiking trails and things like that because in the geocaching app. One of the map overlays you can use is OpenStreetMaps, so you can see the trails and see what geocaches along trails, which is really hard to figure out otherwise. And so I've been contributing, you know, spending all this time contributing, drawing map, drawing trails onto street maps, OpenStreetMaps, and then I open up the geocaching app, and it's like, oh, this is going away on the 11th. I'm like, motherfuckers. And uh, it turns out it's not geocaching specifically it's not open street maps but they were doing some kind of thing through MapQuest, and that MapQuest wedge is going away ah so that's what's going away so like what instagram did where they they deprecated their api uh, i didn't look into it beyond that there's another one overlay you can use called open cycle map it's more geared for bicyclists but it inherits all the data that i put in open street maps is in open open cycle map i didn't know that at first so i'm not i'm not upset that i've you know done all that work and I'd be upset. Urgh, so angry. angry. Not anymore. <laughs> uh, not Pittsburgh Timothy was hitting on sake? No, no, no. He said... I see a fuck sake. You well, think... it's sick. He, he's, he's like four... He left the four off, right? Oh, so I was oh. joking. He meant for fuck's sake, right? Mm-hmm. But it says fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. And, and then so I twisted it into... What, why are you hitting on sake? Mm. Gotcha. I approve. Let's see anything else that you tweeted that's interesting? Oh yeah, you, you did. You you did tweet something while you were at um, a bar. You tweeted as Craft Beer Radio. You tweeted to the oh, <laughs> no, it's fine. Oh 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 yeah, because yeah, okay, that one right. Okay, I thought you meant by accident. Yeah, I was at the Industry Public House and they had what's the name of the digital pour or something like that. And so they have the menu. But then there's a little tweet ticker, mm-hmm. right? And there's some tweets up there from like earlier in the afternoon and yesterday. I'm like, oh, let's put it up there and see what happens. I did one for me, like showed up right away, no no approval or you know, yeah. like okay, well let's do some shameless self promotion. What sucked was I, I I just wrote craftbeerradio.com mm-hmm. and it turned it into and and it, it showed on the screen the stupid Twitter yeah. shortened version, which was actually longer. Yeah. And re- and how are you gonna tie- and how, you know because well that's what I was sensitive. that's what I was complaining about I'm like they really should rethink showing shortened yeah. tweet URLs yeah. on that screen because find me one person who has ever transcribed one of those right. pseudo random so you should have done craft space beer space radio space yes. dot space com. or just put a dot or spaces around the dot would have worked right something like that I think it, the dot people would yeah. understand the dot yeah yeah. And they would get why you're doing it. Yeah, but I wasn't going to tweet again just to get It's not like it <laughs> not like anyone was going to see yeah, it. Yeah. But still, yeah. And what else? What else? What else? You did. You post a lot of news stories today and through the, uh, through the week. This Tesla thing is interesting. Yeah, I just saw that this afternoon. Mm-hmm. So they have, uh, Tesla has autopilot. Yeah. 
and I, I I've never looked into it firsthand. I gather it is a uses cameras to stay in your lane, basically, and yeah, it's, it's adaptive cruise control too, where mm-hmm. it'll slow down if the car in front of you is in, in the way or something like that. I think that's pretty much. All I think that's it is. pretty much it. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it goes much beyond that. But it, uh... yeah. So what happened was there was a semi truck like making a right hand turn, and it was across the lane. It was a white semi truck, and it was blending in with the background. Mm-hmm. And the cameras couldn't tell the truck was there. It gave the guy a haircut. Really short haircut. <laughs> a, little, a little too much off the top. <laughs> uh, yeah. Th- I mean, this this is going to happen. I said it was their first fatality at 160 million miles traveled. And in the United States, there's a fatality every 93 million miles traveled. So it's not it's not a stunning number. Like, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they're better than average. Right. For, for their first one. Computers I mean. need, yeah. you know, self-driving cars need to be much better much, than average. Much, much better than average. But it's, it's still early. Uh I still think the only thing that would like stop self-driving cars would be a Hindenburg level disaster, right? Something major in public and uh yeah, that that could that could put a I'm thinking this guy wasn't on the highway either cuz you know, the way the truck right, the, way, yeah. the, the geometries of how the truck was across the lane and stuff and you're only supposed to use autopilot on the highway. At least I, that's what I gather as well. Yeah. I mean, it it does show that yeah, there are limitations, and we knew this. That there are limitations to the camera technology and all the other stuff. And uh... yeah, an Uber car, at least as they're outfitted today, mm-hmm. and a Google car as they're outfitted today, wouldn't have had this problem because it uses lidar, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't just rely on optics, and the the truck would have been super visible, right, in lidar. Yeah, but you know how much. Which a makes lidar... you wonder: Could you build like a stealth car? <laughs> Oh, um, I guess if you don't bounce any back any signals, right, mm-hmm. it's not going to see you. Right, but the problem with that is you're too close. You, oh, there's not enough right. room for you to really deflect the energy enough away. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. State of the art stealth is unless you use one of those sort of uh, metamaterials that can cloak mm-hmm. your um cloak you on those emissions right in 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 that range but then even then the other problem is that you're moving i don't think the meta materials are adaptable right now they're just <laughs> right well but being invisible on one wavelength and being invisible on all the wavelengths all the sensor wavelengths mm-hmm. there's two different things completely yeah. oh absolutely yeah so making yourself invisible to lidar and this is, you know, so this is different than radar, right? This is yes. laser. This mm-hmm. is infrared laser versus radio waves. So right. much, much shorter wavelengths. So, again, I'm speculating here, but, you know, like stealth airplanes and, you know, low radar cross sections probably aren't, don't fare too well against LIDAR, right? But LIDAR doesn't have long... LIDAR doesn't have the range. Oh, so right. It doesn't, doesn't have the range. Yeah. In. yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, the thing about... Yeah, I mean, basically stealth technology, from what I understand, and, and of course this stuff is not like super super under wraps, but the, yeah. the stuff that I understand is a combination of really uh, uh, two basic technologies and maybe a third. The first one is just 
how you arrange your surfaces so that you don't directly reflect the right. radio. I mean, that's why the F-117A would look like a yeah. faceted diamond, right? right? Because when they designed that thing in like 73, that's that the, the best their way, com- yeah. computational power could do. And then when they designed the B-2, which is a nice curvy, smooth thing, which they designed uh, probably in the 85, 87 or something like that, you know, they had more computational power. And I think like the B2 and beyond, I think the facets are kind of like micro facets, like right. in the paint coating or something like that. You know? Yeah, there's, there's the other thing is that the material that is on the paint is radar absorbing. It has some sort of absorption mm-hmm. ability. So so that I, I don't think it can absorb everything, but it can absorb some of it, which means that less is being reflected. And then if you, ref, if you reflect that away... Right. And then today's modern airplanes, the F-35, the F-22, they don't look like stealth airplanes, but they have very little radar cross-sections yeah, too. Right. It's just part of plane design now. So, you know, the first two generations of planes were top secret and, you know, all of this. And who knows what we have now that's still top secret. But, I'm you guessing... know, our average fighter planes have, the today's yeah. public fighter planes, the state-of-the-art fighter planes, they're just fighter planes that have stealth technology, you know, low radar. We don't even call it stealth anymore. We just call it low observability or low radar cross-section. So. I'm guessing there, there might be even some sort of active mitigation. The idea being that if you are able to understand that the radio wave is coming at this thing, then you can send a wave that's exactly in phase with it and cancel it out. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I haven't seen anyone talking about that. But, I mean, if you're receiving... Uh, you'd have to process it hell of a quick, right? Yep. You know, you sure would, especially if they're if they're uh, cycling through frequencies. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, classic radar, right? Well, they can just kind of sample it and start mm-hmm. echoing it back. The you know the inverse, but as soon as as soon as someone comes up with that idea, the radar guys are going to start varying mm-hmm. their frequent, you know, their their signals. So you have to actually analyze the signal and counter right and talk back and. And, you know, radio moves pretty fast, so you have to... Yeah, but computers move pretty fast, too. Yeah. So, but I don't know how... I mean, I I don't... I imagine they did some research into it, if nothing else, because why not? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it'd it'd be cool. I think think it's possible. I don't know how... I've been waiting for 10 years, 15 years, (laughs) at least 10 years for the next top-secret airplane to be revealed. And, you know, who knows? You know, it hasn't. There was the Aurora plane, right? You know, for a while that people were talking about. That. I remember anything about that lately. So, pulse detonation was the yes. was the key there. Uh, uh, pulse detonation scramjet. Um, I mean, I, I think that part of the issue is that a lot of the a lot of the attention is now on drones. You know, a lot of the attention yeah. is now on uh, not on. Uh, fighter pilots, but actually on drones that can do this. Right. I mean, if you figure how many drones you can make for the price of one plane mm-hmm. and how many drone pilots you can train for the price of one fighter pilot, mm-hmm. the economics certainly make sense to... to and you can it. use AI for most of the, you know, for most of the difficult stuff. Uh, the, I mean, the targeting and blowing things up, that's the easy stuff, really. Yeah, I mean, but also autopilot, 
you know, like true autopilot, you know, it's been on, you know, planes for years. It's a lot yeah, easier yeah. to fly in a great big sky than to mm-hmm. drive on roads. So, you know, drone, you know, the thing that makes a drone a drone, I think, is primarily the keeping its aerodynamics, you know, where, you know, people have had remote controlled airplanes mm-hmm. for years and years, but there was no system in it that would keep it flying right right right? you had to use skill to keep it flying you had to keep the lift under the wings where a drone keeps the lift under the wings you know that's that's mostly what a drone is and that's uh, why even the little hover things are called drones these days because even the little quadcopters because they have auto stabilization so they fly for you yes they don't even need and and it shows that for at least that which used to be i mean ridiculously hard but now Mm -hmm. the computers are fast enough the chips are fast enough that... oh yeah absolutely and you no know, sure there's different kinds of you know drones uh, like the one you have right yeah. you can crash that right if you push mm-hmm. the sticks far enough where the more expensive drones are harder to crash because yeah. they have better stabilization and non saeed has been granted a new trial yeah so that's, well, that, that's good i guess that's good for um yeah, I mean, journalism. I'm not sure that the guy is guilty or innocent right. or not, but you know, from the story, it was stunning that there was that it was beyond a reasonable mm-hmm. doubt. We talked about that when, yeah, yeah. when it was running, so it'll be good to get a trial. I was listening to um, there's a new podcast Radio Lab guys are doing at Jad Amrod. It's called um, More Perfect. It's about Supreme Court cases, mm-hmm. and. They just have two episodes out so far, but they're pretty interesting. I don't know if you'd like it because you don't like the Radio Lab style all that much. And it's well, it's not all Jab doing what Jab does. He pokes his head in from here and there, and there's some stylistic Radio Lab type stuff. But it's it's basically historical cases, how they went through the Supreme Court. I mean, I, I'll, like I'll clarify. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with, with. I mean, I I don't dig it what he does, but I think mm-hmm. it's perfectly valid. And sure. You know, Actually, know. the part you don't like maybe is like the, the way they like are a little more mystical about science and you know, that's not in this one. So maybe, I mean, that runs me the wrong way, but, but no, the thing that, the thing that I don't like is, is the way that it's, um, it is a little bit of, of like a bit of talking and then it cuts out and there's a little bit, there's a music bed. Right. And then it goes back to a little bit of talking and then it cuts out and there's a music bed. I just kind of like, I'm more into the flow, the straight flow. Gotcha. Yeah, you you probably wouldn't love the the editing on it, but it's really cool. But, you know, you learn a lot about, like, you know, they have a bunch of legal experts on it, right? One of the things they're talking about with, uh, they're talking about, um, what is it, uh, test trial, like test case trials, like, you know, uh, if you want to get a law overturned, you need to, like the, 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 the one in Texas, the University of Texas thing, right? And the guy who brought that lawsuit was not the girl who, but he was looking for people who were disenfranchised, you know, that were, they fell into this bucket. Yeah. Right. So then he found, you know, he, they had started out with like a hundred people. We narrowed it down to seven. They narrowed it down to this girl and, you know, and took the case. And this the guy, I forget the guy's name, but he, um, so I know it was his name. Um, Mike Berry, I think. Um, but anyway, he, has brought like five cases to the Supreme Court. He got he was behind the Voting Rights Act um, overturn. He, he, you know he's all about mm-hmm. um, he's on the conservative side of getting mm-hmm. these laws thrown out. But he's using the playbook that was invented by the Civil right. Rights and like the gay rights back in the sixties and seventies. Uh, and uh, that's I mean, 
that's perfectly valid. If you're if you're going to do something, if you're going to try to commit civil change, then that's the best way to do it is mm-hmm. take it through, you know, go through the valid legal system. Right. I don't but really have a problem with they that. They went through a little bit I of the history. I don't have a problem They went through a little bit of the history about how, like, when it first came up, like, could you manufacture? Like, uh, the ACLU was doing things like they were, there was a law where you couldn't have mixed race families in a neighborhood or something like that, right? So they had a white guy sell a house to a black guy, and the black guy had to break the contract because he wasn't allowed to move in. Mm-hmm. So then the white guy sued the black guy. And the you know the NAACP was behind this whole transaction, and they took that to court. Right, right. Just like the whole Rosa Parks thing was was all was all you know designed. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, there was another person, another girl who who did it before Rosa Parks, but she was she had a out of wedlock child mm-hmm. and all this other stuff, so they couldn't do it with her. So they, you know, so they went with the. Right the best option and that's that's just marketing <laughs> what are you going to do that uh marketers understand yeah. that uh, the, the way people uh, react to things yeah, the first time it was done i think was um there was a law in louisiana where they passed where blacks and whites couldn't intermingle in train cars and the train company didn't want to have to add train cars mm. for the law right so they set up the whole thing to bring that to trial and it turns out they somehow they it didn't turn out in their favor. I forget what the outcome was, but it, it still caused more um, expense for the, the operating <laughs> the trains. Doing the right thing for the wrong reason. Uh, I wanted to bring this up because I, I, I talked about the Radio Lab thing just, just mm-hmm. now. Serial uh, is kind of the same way, but I liked the flow of it more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that Radio Lab, at least the stuff I listen to, makes it too bite sized. Okay, uh, and uh, maybe it is. Maybe it is that I've only really listened to the science stuff of Radio Lab, and making the science stuff bite size really rubs me the wrong yeah. way. Maybe check out more perfect. Maybe just try try the se- the second one's the one where they were doing, um, you know, these test law cases. Oh, oh, and oh, the, the first one, what was the first one about? The first one was about. Um, no, I can't remember now. Oh, it was about. Um, Back in the sixties, like um oh I can't think of the uh yeah, I can't think of the guy's name. But there was a very contentious case about um it was about gerrymandering or something like that. And like two of the justices, like one So had... actual gerrymander, the guy. No, it was after that, I okay. think. It was after that. But like the chief justice had a stroke another one like went crazy and had to retire and like it really and it was kind of um setting precedents in the whole country like it hasn't been set yet about you know um whether um oh i wish i could remember more about it anyway i'm drawing blanks on too many important parts of that description i'll take a look more perfect i wrote it down on the general tab so uh so i'll have it and then uh, the other podcast has started out really strong and if you said you like cereal, so I'm going to mention to you. I liked cereal, but I didn't really. I listened to the first right. episode of the new cereal, and the, eh, it wasn't interesting. Yeah, uh, we talked about this before. Embedded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it started out really strong. The like when she's like in the the house where they're doing the the you know the quantum no no not quantum um meth. No, it wasn't meth. We talked about this a prescription drug that you it wasn't, wasn't oxy. It was this other one. You Phenazole. looked. At, Maybe that was it. O- Opera. O- Opana. Opama. Opana. 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 Yeah. 
you know, and like there's that one. Then she would, there was the biker shootout one, you know, like, and it's, um, Oh, I can't think right now, but it's hosted by one of the, she hosts, um, all things considered now, but she used to be like the war zone correspondent. She used to be the war, war zone correspondent for NPR. So, you know, she's been doing like all kinds of like behind enemy lines type Uh stuff. So, and I, I just like how that show's put together. It's pretty. Basically, they take a story from the news and they do a half an hour, you know, a story that would typically get 10 mm-hmm. minutes or, you know, five minutes on the nightly news. And it does a whole deep dive on it. They did um, one of the more recent ones. They went to Wilkinsburg High School and it was about the closing of the school. And while they were there, they had the, the shooting happened. Oh, wow. So, like, people that the people that were part of the story, like, had close friends that were killed and so that worked it into the story. It was yeah, really that, good. <laughs> that's like that's one of those things where you're a journalist you're like, yay, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, yeah, that was really cool because I mean it was a great deep dive about closing an uh, you know an urban school and all of that, and then it gets into this whole gun violence, urban gun violence thing, and you know we're so close to it that that one. Check that one out. Okay. The embedded about Wilkinsburg High School. Note taken. All right. I'm not going to push any more uh, no, podcasts. No more podcasts. You have like a <laughs> no, no, list I don't of have five list. or six more? No, but I mean, they're both NPR podcast. you know, uh, well, Radio Labs not NPR, but it's still national radio, national public radio, and uh, but they're both good. Okay. Um, we got Game of Thrones and Silicon Valley. We can talk about those after the yeah. show. Mr. Robot's coming back soon. I think oh, at the nice. uh, middle of July. Middle of July. So I, I watched Orange is the New Black, the new season of that. I haven't watched the show at all. It started out so boring. <laughs> like, oh, what the hell is going on? And then, like, the last three episodes, like, they just, they went from, like, just a little smolder to, like, five alarm fire. Like, it really ramped up fast. And it ended with a cliffhanger, which kind of sucks. Like, like... Well, spoilers for everyone listening. Greg's never going to watch it. But it, basically, the prison riot's like just starting, and like they got one of the guards' guns, and it's like cut the black. Like what? What the fuck? <laughs> it sounds like oh, we don't know what to do, so we're going to take uh, take some... take time to figure it out. Yeah, but they really painted themselves right up to the edge. There, it was like whoa. It's the, it's the Breaking Bad method of, of writing, which seems yeah. to work for a lot of shows. Yeah, it started out so slow, and then like probably the last four episodes, it really, like really started to maybe yeah. maybe they were weaving this tapestry, and it just started to come together. Maybe that's it. But. Well, I, I think you know there, there's a there's two thoughts. I mean, there's two sort of camps on this, I guess. Which is one is you know you should have have your basic plot of the show plotted out beforehand, so you know where to go. Mm-hmm. And the other idea is to just sort of see what comes and uh, i mean i i think the 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 true thing is that it depends on your on the skill of, of the people writing and uh, and lots of other factors mm-hmm. but the scene of your pants thing makes more sense as a if you're doing a sort of slice of life thing or or something along those lines because that you know life is just Lots of various stuff happening, and there's not there's not really a narrative. You you place a narrative right, onto the stuff right. that's happening. So, yeah, I mean, I, I can see how that works, right? Because you well, you don't have a very strong arc, right? 
you know you have to have some climax. So as you're going, you're like, okay, what can be the climax, right? And maybe and maybe that's where this how this you definitely see the season being grown organically that way. And you know, with like five to go, they're like, okay, here's the direction we're gonna take it. Because the about at that point of the season, the guards were turning into real assholes. Right. You know, where because the prison was no longer state owned, it was being contracted by this for profit company. So, you know, you can kind of see all the corporate and then they brought in these asshole guards that have no compassion. And then that's what made it crescendo all the way to the end there. Actually, I'm going to change my opinion now that I think about what you said and mm-hmm. now that I think about this. Um, because really, I th- the more I think about it, if I'm going to do like a general rule, uh, if your characters are strong, then you want to play with the plot going in various places. If you're if you're more plot focused and your characters mm-hmm. aren't strong, then you'll want to keep your plot yeah. down tight. Well, Orange uh, is the New Black has the strong characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's characters you've known for four seasons right, now. Right. They're stuck in a building with each other, and you know a lot of the relationships. So, I mean, it's a character drama. Yeah. yeah. And they're in prison. They're not going anywhere. That's true. <laughs> so, Take it out. It's like it's like uh, Walking Dead, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're stuck together. <laughs> um, it reminds me of a, of a conversation I just had actually last night. Uh, I was talking uh, on a forum about comic book characters because people were saying, you know, th- there was this recent thing about Captain America where there was a Twitter fe- feud. I, fe- I don't know what the, <laughs> what the a Twitter schism. I don't know what the right term is but there were some people who were trying to put forth the idea that uh captain america should or at least could be gay with bucky as his gay lover i don't know who bucky is he is the he he's a secondary character in the captain america universe anyway um it, it it was interesting to me to see the people who were the various reasons people had for saying no to this. One of them was Bucky was just, you know, was, was in the forties or fifties or whatever. Bucky was this, you know, kid character. And so now if they bring in, it, it becomes this weird kind of, uh, mm. Socrates and his pupil sort of relationship. Uh, but recently, more recently, the it's more of a buddy buddy thing. So does that? But, but comics has all this history, blah blah blah. And I, my point was only, uh, as long as the character stays the same, as long as it's still Captain America, the Captain America character, then who he's fucking, I you know doesn't matter to me at all. Mm-hmm. Who what what race he is is completely ancillary because it's the character that matters. You build the stories around that character. And, that, and that's what people love is they love the character. They don't love that because, you know, comics will go from, you know, there'll, there'll be one or, or there'll be an arc or, you know, three stories about some social justice issue and then they'll be fighting bugs again or whatever. So it, it does seem silly to, get so caught up in these identity issues when really what you care about is that character. And no, as long as right. the character is represented, then who cares, like you like said, who they're fucking. Right. I would think that there'd probably be more outrage if you tried to make him, instead of making him gay, making him not the high school quarterback type look the you know the all 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 white you know blonde white well the, the biggest yeah. problem would be trying to make him not captain america right trying to make him in, into a character that's not captain america. well no but re- reboot captain america 
as a black guy or well, something. Well, there you have that. They have okay. the, the, the Captain America currently is Sam Wilson, who is a black guy. Oh, okay. So, well, then, okay. They already did it. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, from the outside. There's still Steve Rogers, the old Captain America. Okay. But... From the outside, I've only ever seen in, in the Avengers movies mm-hmm. and everything. You know, it's a very, it's a yeah. look. Captain America yeah. has a look. Yeah, and and you can say that you can you can fault Marvel a bit for the fact that only now are we getting around to having a major. Uh, we're we're going to have Black Panther sometime in the next year or so. So the the first time that we you know have a, a black character starring in the comic book, and you think well, you'd say well, what's what's the big deal? Well, think about this. You know, they were very successful and they got to Avengers, Avengers two, and the next character they put up was ant-man another white guy and it's like they're they have, a, they have a stable of stuff and it did seem like i can i can get where people would be like you know you're kind of going to the well a little bit here try something new and then in in the latest captain america they introduced black panther and he was a big hit right so i think it just goes you know movie studio execs want the easy dollar yeah, yeah. right and if you're going to make a black movie, you're going to make another Malia movie or something or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. right? Or Malia? what a Medina, Medina, a Medina. That's a Medina movie, <laughs> right. and because that's the easy dollar. Right. Why would you risk it on Black Panther if you know you, yeah. the crowds have you? You've proven that the black yeah. crowds show up for these certain kinds of movies, mm-hmm. the uh, buddy cop movies and those right. kinds of things. You know why would you want to risk it? And you know that crowds come when the superhero is a white guy. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I see the point, but the point was that Marvel had gotten to the point where they had lots of goodwill, so they could. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no it's yeah. good that they did. Yeah. It's it's the same kind of thing with Disney. Like a lot of the Star Wars toy kits, right at Christmas time, had, didn't have Ray in it. Mm-hmm. You know, and some like you like so you'd say, okay, some things where maybe they wanted to kind of they wanted Ray to be more of a surprise that she was such a main character or something like that. You could still put her in the, but the ongoing thing was boys don't play with girl dolls mm-hmm. <laughs> boys only play with boy dolls i guess i don't know i mean I'd... it turned out to be not i mean they've reacted and yeah. they put them out but you know it, it's the same kind of thing it's like the easy money is to put out poe and finn yeah, yeah. and leave ray and c3po and leave ray on the shelf yeah the question is where that's socialization thing or whether that's just uh a an innate thing and I, I think it's self 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 perpetuating I thing that's right the case too, yeah. you know there's no black superheroes on tv so let's not put a black superhero on tv right, right. now there's going to so be that, black that, so it is a cultural thing i think it is yeah, yeah. I, I i agree i think it's cultural because why wouldn't ki- i mean kids will play with anything <laughs> max has no like notice that ray you know ray would be less fun to play with or mm-hmm. anything like that i mean because Ray's a badass. She I mean, was, it, it, it's like Princess Leia wasn't exactly a badass in Star Wars. That's why boys didn't play with her so much. And then again, you could say, well, the socialization is about boys being badasses. But uh, one thing at a time, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so there's... Um, yeah, Ray is Ray's a badass. And, and when, you're, when you're Max's age, who cares? Right. That was kind of a curvy thing about social commentary, but where do you where do you see the the, the thing I've come up with for for Max and Allie? I've come up with a way to to explain 
and it's a it's 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 kind of a it's kind of a stretch but i've come up with a way to try to explain symmetry and rotation using maxinelli <laughs> okay do you want me to try this now or, or after we have uh, beer in let's do it after the beers are in okay oh, i want to before we cut i want to show you a picture uh heather was up at living treasures animal park the other day with the kids and her dad and where's that picture at the kids love it show you. here it is oh you got to see the Ellie's caption on it. Let's say, "Mommy, get me get a picture with me with the llamas fucking in the background." <laughs> <laughs> the she llamas didn't use those words. Yeah. But, uh... The llamas are fucking, and Ellie's like, "Mommy, get a picture with me of me with them doing that." <laughs> Nature. Uh, I saw this on the road. What what the hell is that? That is a Can-Am spider or something like that. Yeah, what the fuck is it? It's it's a three-wheel... has the two wheels in the front. It's, right. it's a it's a motorcycle. Actually, I don't think you need a motorcycle license to drive those. So it's kind of a yuppie... It's a yuppie motorcycle mm-hmm. that doesn't need a, a motorcycle. motorcycle. Yes. <laughs> um, it's supposed to be pretty fun to drive. Uh, so they make... Is it, was that the... Like, they make ones that are side-by-side side and they make a single seat. Was that the side-by-side, side, like, coupe... There was side by side. There was yeah. two people in there. Yeah. So this is. Uh, I don't know why I found this funny, but the guy right near near where I work, State Farm agent Michael Dudeness. Dudeness. <laughs> Dude-ness. Dudeness. What's up, Dudeness? That'd be a great name to go through college with. <laughs> Dudeness is here. Woo! Come on, Dudeness. <laughs> And is there anything else? Uh, oh, um, was that uh, what's the what's that beer place? It's now called. It was Beer Market. Now it's called Beer. Head. Oh, by the stadium. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what's called now. I, I was there um, going to a, a game, and uh, so they, some some person comes over and says, "Would well, do you guys want to want to buy a ticket for the raffle for that kayak that we have hanging up?" And uh, I was just like. And we were just like, no. And I said, I'll tell you what, I'll give you guys a, a ticket anyway. So we all got tickets, and we were supposed to write our names on it and uh, put our phone numbers. So this is what I put. The number is important, too. Should I say it out loud? Sure. So it's 724-800-8135. Boobies. Boobies. Okay. <laughs> And the name is Hey, Would You Blow Me? The thing that I <laughs> was most interested... I mean, who the hell wants a kayak? <laughs> but you're going to take a kayak from a... <laughs> this is clearly... It was clearly someone just wanted to get rid of a fucking kayak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, it wasn't like at the rest? It wasn't like hanging up at the no, bar? It was, it was hanging oh. up at the bar, but oh. I mean... It was someone wanted to get rid of a fucking kayak. It wasn't, it wasn't like, like brewery sponsored or anything like that. I didn't see anything about a brewery sponsor. No, it just someone wanted to get rid of a fucking kayak. Because um, Sweetwater was giving away kayaks or something. Was it like was it like a tie dye rainbow colored kayak or anything? Or I have no idea. Okay, it could have been Sweetwater, I don't know, but still. Uh, then there's this guy. I didn't get a, quite a picture of it, but uh, Ford F one fifty. And has a little sticker on the back. You can't see the sticker, but the sticker Uh-oh. said something along the lines of, 
my cars are made with rent. My cars are made with wrenches, not chopsticks. Okay. I I couldn't believe that was somebody. I guess I can believe it. Ching but Chong it, China man, come on. I I. <laughs> no one makes cars with chopsticks. All right. <laughs> See, let me explain this to you, Greg. He wasn't being literal. He was being racist. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I... Speaking of which, I... I so... One... That, that, that someone would sell that, much less, much less put it on... And then someone would buy it and put it on their... <sighs> I'm so, guessing he's a Trump voter. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So this week it was my coworker Scott's turn to drive, and the one day that Mark wasn't in the car, I get in the car, and he has he has Sirius in this car, and it was the Patriot mm. station. Um, they should just call it bigots and racists. Uh, they had some dude on from Boston. He was trying to be pro-Jewish, but not really. <laughs> He was kind of just pro America, yeah. But then he's like, yeah, talking about like all the indoctrination in school and like the, they teach them this worldview that they're not that everyone's culture is equally valid and things like that. You know, they're saying this is bad things. Like everything he would say, like yes, that's that's what sane human beings <laughs> do. I mean, the, the thing that bugs me the most about about the sort of America First people is. The whole point, the whole reason why there's American exceptionalism, right? The whole reason why we that exists is not just because, oh, America's great, but because America will do things even when it's not in their benefit to do it. Mm-hmm. Right? That, that's the idea. That, that's why... You, you know, that's why people would look up to America. Not because just, oh, America's awesome... Because America will do things even when they don't have to, that, and, and and even though that might hurt them a little bit, that is better for everybody in the long run. Right. That's the exceptional part. Uh, when when America is exceptional, that's when it's that that's what it's doing, and they just want oh it's just America, so America America. Oh. I was just happy well, that it, it was it, satellite radio and not... I'm sure the Patriot Station was all Trump, right? They love Trump? Uh, they weren't. Uh, that broke one of these already. Wow. Well, they're buck fifty for 12 of them, so... Glowy, gooey. Non-toxic, right? Yeah, not toxic You can read the... They're enzymatic, right? I think that's how they work. I have no idea. I could look into it. Yeah, I'm guessing they work in a similar process to that. You know, on the life that glows, he made yeah. a little glowing thing by mixing stuff together, and said it was enzymes that were doing it. So, oh, that would make sense because that's what's inside living creatures are enzymes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, look at that! It's been that pretty. Let's play some Jeff fish. Smoke some weed. All right. <laughs> You got your stash? No. <laughs> Fresh out, Greg. I'm sorry. Oh, damn it. 
<laughs> just ran out this morning. Wake and bake, huh? <laughs> All right. Let's Maybe we can scrape your bowl. All right. <laughs> we'll catch you in the post show. Or on the or on the main show. I mean, <laughs> if, if you want to listen to the main, if you show. you want to listen to that stuff. <laughs>